Benny, are you in a raincoat? I'm in a uh, a windbreaker. Is that the windbreaker you stole from me in 2008 and still? No, but it looks back? a lot like it. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Is it raining in your apartment in Tacoma right now? No, Is but I'm cold. What's the temperature in uh, in Tacoma right now? Oh, it's like in probably in its forties, in its in the forties. Yeah, Sounds so good. chilly. Yeah, probably not chilly to you. It, it actually it warmed up here today. I went I went running outside this morning. It was wonderful. Did you? Yeah. Was it like just freezing and not sub zero? Well, it was below freezing, but it wasn't sub zero. It, it was twenty one degrees. Uh, mm. Which is when if you get get going, you know it, it's uh, it's tolerable. Uh, but you know, below, below freezing, th- thirty-two degrees is f- technically freezing. Uh, but I also I you know my I my system runs hot. I think it's right. officially freezing. Well, at thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think that like forty degrees and damp weather is so much colder than like 21 and sunny it wasn't sunny or 21 and I'm snowy no I, I mean it's it's still cold but don't don't, just, don't don't try to beat me in winter miserable miserableness here buddy hey it's it's chilly here <laughs> yeah i'm sure I'll, it stick, is. I'll stick to my point it's chilly here <laughs> so sure i have a coat on <laughs> That's all right. You look amazing. That's that's a wonderful coat too, and definitely not a coat you stole from me. That's more stylish than any coat you ever ever stole from me. What are the chances? Do you think that either one of us? Well, you you might that we would fit into your coat from college. Oh, I think I still would. You would that Peloton yeah. life, bro. I, I know. Well, yeah, that, pe- that Peloton life, but also just like I was wearing mostly adult size larges in college, and I feel like. The adult size large is almost like a catch-all for, like, there's a pretty wide range. Are you worried that people are going to think that you wore children's larges in college? <laughs> no, but just like that's kind of like I I, I don't know like that that's just the name of the size. <laughs> so last night last night was the uh, issue five launch reading for the under review and we did kind of a pep rally style reading in uh the gym at hamlin university which is where i work but also the uh the get home hammed. of the first ever get, get ham get ham go ham uh also <laughs> the home of the first ever intercollegiate basketball game in history so it was like you know there's there's a lot of reasons to you know have a uh reading for Who a, one Sports theme literary journal there. Uh, the Minnesota School of Agriculture, which is now known as the University of Minnesota. They beat Hamlin University 9-3. to Didn't you say in the professional in basketball? Collegiate, intercollegiate basketball. Oh. Hmm. Were the they first, still using the, first, the, the very first intercollegiate basketball game ever was at Hamlin University. The university That's that cool. we So we had it at Hamlin, and uh, my co-editor Megan Maloney Vins, my partner in crime on the under review, uh, a project that uh, JP Bertram, uh, a person on this podcast helps with and is the 
the main web editor. Um, Megan had Megan, who was a stud athlete in high school, was like, "Well, if it's pep rally style, I'm gonna rock my letter jacket." And I guess in Wisconsin, people like got like medals on their letter jacket. And Megan was like a fucking like five star soccer recruit, so she like walked in like like jingling and shit, all these medals like clanging together. And <laughs> like a military my, parents, my, my my parents who came to support me were like, yeah, we found your letter jacket and all three pity letters on it with no medals or anything. <laughs> uh, but I will say my letter jacket from high school still fits. So if we do want to have that conversation, Benny, of what would fit in college. Um, my letter jacket from senior year of high school fits me today. Oh man! So uh, I'm, you should I'm get like, a fan I'm innovation. in that range. I'm in uh, that range. Yeah, JP, please play five seconds of just applause. <laughs> for me and for all of us. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but this is the 34th episode of the Belligerent Beast podcast. Walter Payton. That's Kirby right. Puck, Kirby Puckett. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal on the Lakers and other Giannis. teams. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And uh, the number that I am turning uh, three days from now or two days from now, if you're listening to uh, this live. Um, this is very, very exciting uh, for us to be here for this 34th episode. Thank you beaver fam uh for for tuning in we are very excited to be uh talking tonight because in just a few short days we are all three of us gonna be in uh corvallis together and uh hanging out hey, uh... for the first time for the first time all three of us in corvallis for, in maybe 12 13 years I didn't think yeah. about that. I, for some reason, I thought we did this during football season, but I guess I was just with it was people. It was always it was either me and you or you and Benny. I would say or uh, me and Terry. Yeah, in, in Corvallis. not Corvallis, not Corvallis. Yeah, we've we've been you know mix and matching uh, the Babes host for a long time. I think it honestly was uh, the fall of 2011 was the last time the three of us were in Corvallis together, and that was a long long time ago yeah Man. what game over was then I th it was the ucla game on benny's birthday when i gave benny unintentionally the greatest birthday gift he's <laughs> ever yeah. been given in his life when i got dumped by a, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah Single Terry. I did not think it was gonna be a twelve year gift, Benny, but hey. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. The the gift that keeps on giving. And you said it was you looked at me at the we it was the bottom of the cock. We were doing a karaoke that night, and you said, This is the greatest birthday gift I have ever been given in my life. <laughs> Uh, so I'm happy to give that to you, and I'm also going to be very happy to see you in Corvallis this next weekend when we're in town for the uh, both the uh, women's and men's basketball games that are taking place in Corvallis on Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, I'm excited to see you guys too. It's uh, it hasn't really been that long, which I think is a really good thing. I've seen both of you guys within the last uh, I don't know five four or five months. Yeah, and not to mention we see each other every week on Zoom, which isn't actually the same thing, but it is quite no. nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's you know that's what that's what this pod was for, bringing people together. So what else that's are we gonna I... do? 
Uh, are we sky high in it with the Cinecolas? Is that on the agenda? We'll see. We'll see. Hey, you, now, now you're now you're humble bragging a little too hard. We we <laughs> might be hanging out with Oregon. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, hey, so if you're in Corvallis and you're listening to the show, we'll be around uh, Friday, Saturday, early Sunday, uh, hanging out. We want to get a beer with as many listeners as possible. But you know, we've. Uh, <laughs> We, we only got, drink so many beers. We've got popular <laughs> friends in uh, high places, so we'll uh, we'll we'll see. Um, so we're very very excited to uh, you know touch down on the soil of uh, the Paris of the Pacific Northwest once again. Uh, we're going to get there as soon as we possibly can on Friday evening, and uh, have a ha- just have that Corvallis weekend where we get local boys. Hit a bunch of balls to the water water hazards at Tristan Tree. <laughs> Go to both McMinimins, everything you know. Uh, I, I sent a very very long checklist uh, to our group chat, but we'll so we'll be around Corvallis this whole weekend. So if you weren't thinking of going to the men's basketball game on Saturday night, we can't blame you. It's I, it's 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 the worst season possible. It honestly is. Um, we we're gonna get into this later, but it it honestly could not be worse. Uh, I think I think it's worse than the 0 and 18, uh, 07, 08 season and everything. For it, sure, it's it's garbage. But if you want to uh, at least have a <laughs> a silver lining and uh, hang out with us <laughs> on Saturday night, um, we'll be around and uh, we'll we'll be there still cheering cheering on the boys uh you know hope hoping to you know make make something happen for for the future and for future seasons so we're just excited to be in corvallis back on the soil uh where some of the best years of our lives uh took place and uh, a place that will always be dear to all three of us and uh that has un uh deniably been called the paris of the pacific northwest by scientists by by geologists by by the greater culture zeitgeist at large. That's not a thing we made up. That's uh, what Corvallis is. So we're excited to be in the Pacific, in the Paris of the Pacific Northwest with you all this uh, coming Friday and Saturday, and uh, hope to hope to see you around. Um, so yeah, if you if you uh, see us and uh, want to get a beer with us, we'll we'll be we'll be chilling. We'll be chilling. Um, JP will have both of his uh, kids with him. So if you see any you know toddlers and infants in belligerent beeves attire uh that's us yeah <laughs> that's, that's our cool ass party in every bar like ev asked me tonight by the way about our logo he said is he holding a bottle or a bat <laughs> I was like, a bottle man he's like oh all right yeah makes sense so yeah, if you see a kid wearing a drunk beaver holding a beer bottle that's my child <laughs> <laughs> what what establishment are you guys most excited to uh to go to oh you know what every yeah, time we've been back know. i have not been into clods i really want to go into clods because after all the games or a halftime of every home game they turn into a adult only establishment even if it's like 4 p.m so mm-hmm. you can't get in with kids and that's during football we games, though. So this right, sh- but I, that's no. my point. Is every time I've been there since, like coming going back for some games this year, I haven't been able to go into Clods. So I'm coming, Clods. You can't hold me back this time. I have two and a half days. <laughs> we will hang out at Clods for sure, and I don't. I don't think they have the same rule for 
basketball games. Definitely as, not this as, year. As they, as they do for football games. Definitely not men's basketball games. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited for Squirrels. Squirrels is one oh, of my... Um, yeah. It's it's one of my dad's favorite bars ever, and it's also just you know like we're we're all in our mid thirties, so like Claude's is gonna be great, but at a certain time like we're going to need to leave <laughs> before it gets too late. Um, there there aren't that I was I was checking like a lot of bars, just you know I know every uh, the the hours of every business is different because of COVID, but like most bars do close around like eleven p.m. maybe midnight. Any bar open later than that are bars that we were at when we were 21 years old and maybe shouldn't be at when we're like 34 and 35 and 36, Benny. Whoa, <laughs> um, what? Huh? I, <laughs> just kidding. Those are like our the three of our ages. You know, I, I didn't say exactly who's who. Um, I had a professor. I'm 35. You are 35. <laughs> you yeah. are 35 just for the hell. record. You are 35. Put it on the record. Yeah. Yeah. We're making an audiogram. Yeah, we're 33, 34, 35 <laughs> at the time at the time of this recording. Um I had one professor my senior year who is just like, and honestly, if you need to meet with me, my office hours are at Squirrels. Nice. Ah. Which now I'm teaching my first class ever to undergrads this semester we met last week for the first time you can call me professor horseman from now on fuckers no. uh <laughs> no, we not. tried and you told us not to yeah please don't it, it still feels weird um yeah. and i'm like i can't say that to undergrads and this dude my my professor old uh, um his name was professor stephen coonert Professor Cooner, if you're listening, shout out to you. Uh, you know, just way more of an OG than I was, so there than I currently am. So I'm gonna go to Squirrels and hope to, that Professor Cooner is still there taking office hours, in, in a way that <laughs> I'm just not nearly cool enough to pull off just yet <laughs> in my teaching career. You're like, you're still here. How are you still here? He was the dopest teacher ever. Like he looked, he was so funny. He looked like Mr. Rogers and like wore those like funny sweat, like old man sweaters, but had such a great sense of humor. Just the type of dude who's like, yeah, my office hours are at squirrels. If you need a problem, if you need to figure something out, just come find me at squirrels. And you're like, oh yeah, totally. That makes sense. This like, and it wasn't weird. Like that was just the type of the type of dude that um, he was, and the type of professor. So I'm excited to go to Squirrels, uh, but there's also just a bunch of cool places in downtown that apparently have opened since we've spent extended periods of time there. So I'm just excited to just hang out and walk around. Yeah, I was gonna say Peacock. But that's probably the bar that you were alluding to, or at least the one that was in your head. And you said I'll... the ones that we shouldn't go to. No, we can go. We we <laughs> Are we going to be awake when the top even opens? I feel like that's going to be a stretch. Maybe. Yeah. When Terry, I just, want you, I just want you to take a dump in the Peacock bathroom upstairs where there's no, no door on the stall. Yeah. No, I'm not doing I, I never even peed in that bathroom in, <laughs> in our undergrad careers, so I'm not going to... I'm I'm not gonna go into that bathroom now in our in our mid thirties. That's just not gonna happen. <laughs> if I will be most disappointed, more disappointed than if both teams lose, if we go to the Peacock and they have tried to turn upstairs into some sort of like classier establishment. No, way. I hope that it's There's I no hope way. it's just so peacocky. We're, no, we're yeah. not. But I don't think we're gonna. 
are, are you going expecting that we're gonna hang out at the top of the cock, Benny? No. no. I guess we'll never know. I guess I we'll never think... know. I guess I guess <laughs> we'll never know. Speaking of which, you check out the Belligerent Beeves merch store for <laughs> I guess we'll never know t-shirts and all other kinds of shit. We're not going to the top of the cock, you guys. It's not 2008 anymore. Fast forward a couple of days and Terry's going to be like, let's just fucking do it. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I know I said on the pod not to, but let's do it. I said publicly not to. Uh, no, we, we're we not going to the top of the cock. It, that's... Maybe the bottom. If Squiggy still, if Squiggy Oki's still doing. Karaoke. I know. I'm, I'm yeah, down yeah, with yeah. going to the bottom of the cock. That's for sure. We have to do Wonderwall. Yeah, we definitely have to sing Wonderwall. We do, we do yeah. Wonderwall. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a thing. Do you do you still have your uh, quadruple XL shock top orange T-shirt, JP? <laughs> that you the pumpkin wrapper shirt. The pumpkin wrapper shirt. Pumpkin wrapper. No, I don't have that anymore. I kind of wish I did. I don't even know if I kept it at beyond that night. It was like a weird shirt that actually I was wearing inside out because of the point of it was you would raise it over your head and then your face would be the shock top orange. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. But I was like, that is so dumb. I'm just going to wear this inside out. I don't know why I thought that was a better idea. And then the shot top head was just upside down on my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> All night. That picture's on fit. We should share that picture on our uh, Twitter and Instagram feeds if we haven't already. Speaking of Twitter... You guys saw all those replies. That was really fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Andre Nicotina had a great question uh, for all of our Twitter followers of, tell me what years you uh, attended Oregon State without telling me what years you attended Oregon State. And it got more replies than any other tweet that Andre Nicotina has come up with for yeah. our Twitter account so far. So he's doing a great job. Um I kind of feel like we got ratio though, but it's like a it, good ratio. It's like a good, it, uh, like I looked at it and it was like, it was like 12 likes and 123 replies, which generally on Twitter, you're like, oh, welcome. Oh, ratioed. But it's like <laughs> people weren't liking it because they were just like super quickly replying to it. So uh, thank you to everyone uh, who reached out. Um, our, our social intern is trying to get back to everyone. So if you have not gotten a reply yet, uh, we're we're trying to uh, get get him to respond to everyone at some point, so that'll be coming, you know, in the next day or two. So be patient and thank you so much for sharing for sharing that insight with us. That was really fun. I have to say, uh, like, so my dad went to Oregon State, and I've I've heard about what Corvallis was like to some degree when he was going back in the early '80s. And obviously, I, I know what it was like uh, to, to some degree uh, when we were going to school there. But it was really cool to see what Corvallis was like or, or what it meant to people, you know, in between yeah. that time and in a couple cases before uh, to see how much has stayed the same and, and how much has changed. So that was really neat. Benny, you also mentioned several things that were like nine years apart from each other. Like you weren't trying to hide how much time you spent. <laughs> from anybody. <laughs> True. Yeah. Took the You're like like Lamar Heard and GP2. <laughs> <laughs> Do not count the seasons in between both of those appearances. I, I am Van Wilder. Only better looking with more uh, illustrious hair. And that's that's the truth. <laughs> No, but I thought it was cool, like, how similar a lot of the things were. Or, like, there were so many trends that carried through of people's memories. And, like, it does go to show that, like, just being in Corvallis and like, going to Oregon State is such, like, a 
unique experience that you just share with pretty right. much every single person who's ever gone to Oregon State. And it's like really awesome to like relive it all as people wrote back and like just flipping through all those replies was amazing. Someone talked about Fung's and it wasn't Benny's. Someone else yeah. mentioned <laughs> Fung's Lemon Kitchen and it wasn't you. And I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> and someone mentioned Pie Cap too. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Oh, God. No. Please. Please don't mention podcast. No, that 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 didn't happen. That didn't exist. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great great question, Andre. Thank you for uh, posing that to um, our our Twitter followers. That was a a great time uh, on social media um, this week. Um, also, I think we can still promote this. This is not <laughs> our fault that I'm <laughs> unsure about this. I promise. Because we got a vague, uh, non-descriptive <laughs> email, but I think we still can. Uh, this Wednesday, Wednesday, February 9th, during the Oregon State Cal men's basketball game, we are going to do a live show. A live show on the ColorCast app. Uh, second half, watch along. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh, second half, watch along. Beeves versus Golden Bears from legendary gill coliseum will be on ColorCast. download the app it's free it's a lot like twitter spaces um it'll be something of a live show also something that we'll um, be able to put on our patreon page afterwards where we'll just be watching the game and talking about all the things that went wrong with this fucking men's basketball season but in a in a productive way it'll be a a, a seance of of some kind you know you if you want to vent if you want to talk shit that's uh, welcome if you want to call for tinkle's head that's welcome it's a safe space anything you want to say we will be watching the Met, uh oregon state versus cal men's basketball game this wednesday on pac-12 network no doing espnu espnu oh, you yeah yeah. yeah is that a flex like did it get changed at espnu nah we were talking no. about it last week yeah, dude. Shit. Sorry. Yeah. ESPNU. ESPNU. A B C D E F C. ESPNU. Let's go. Or O S U versus C A L. We'll have you know we'll we'll have some interactive shit going on. We'll have uh, questions for our listeners. We'll be taking questions from listeners. Um, download the Colorcast app, and we'll be doing a. Uh, live shows weekly for the next 12 weeks through ColorCast. It's a new uh, partnership um, that we have uh, formed through ColorCast and the Sports Drink Podcast Network. Uh, please tune in. It'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Like, it'll be the most fun experience possible for consuming Oregon State men's basketball content. <laughs> Misery season, loves company. This season, I, I – Yeah, <laughs> exactly, Benny. Misery <laughs> loves company. Thank you, Benny. And there will be plenty of company – uh, for this. So uh, that's this Wednesday, um, February 9th, starting at well, the second half ish. So like nine ish PM Pacific time. Yeah. Is when it'll start. Yeah. And then if you can't make it, at least for this one or any of the ones uh, going forward, we will be trying at least to get the recordings on the Patreon. So if you haven't had a chance to check out our Patreon, please do check it out. 
uh, even on that, we should probably give some shout outs because we've had some new patrons. And so, yeah, let's shout them out, shall we? Let's shout them out. Sure. So uh, we got Cody, Aaron, Zach, Scott, Ashton, former guest, and uh, someone named Andy Horseman. Andy Horseman. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Walter Horseman. Is that? Okay, we should kick that guy out immediately. Ah, <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, thank you, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Harry, Dad. My dad's a Patreon member, and you're not, most likely, listener. Um, <laughs> unless you're one of the other five people, Shape, you mentioned. Um, my dad's the coolest human being on the planet. So, yeah, uh, our Patreon page is up and running. Uh, please check it out. Please join. Uh, the Discord is popping. Um, and we're just, you know, we're trying to create as as many uh, possible ways to in, engage this um, Oregon State enthusiast community. And it's only, it's only going to get more and more fun. So uh, check out the Patreon. We have three different tiers um, available. And, um, yeah, the, the Discord's uh, get, getting rowdy already. And we got dope, dope newsletters coming and uh, more episodes of Benny's Bonus Belligerence and uh, the Beaver Fam Focus and the uh, Belligerent Peeves newsletter on its way. So you're, you're not going to want to miss all of this content. So uh, sign up today, uh, tiers of $3, $5, and $10 a month. And uh, t- totally, totally worth it. We're, put, we're putting a lot, of, a lot of work into this Patreon. And we've uh, been talking about it on the show for months now. And that's... That that's why it's 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 finally here. It's exciting. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so shout out to everyone who's joined already. Yeah, and for some reason I thought you said beers, but I think you said tears. tears. I meant to say <laughs> tears. I think you did say tears, but I heard beers, and so. Well, anyway, I... someone on Twitter asked us to play five seconds of a Wu Tang song on <laughs> this episode, and now that you said tears, I'm asking you to play five seconds of Tears by Wu Tang Clan from <laughs> Enter the Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers. Thank you. Such a good nice song. Work. I was, I was thinking about what song i should play but not that you said tears and beers and then tears yeah different kinds of tears not like crying tears but you know money tears mm. but all tears that's right mm-hmm. get in money get in, tears. get in here every, every member of wu-tang is a patreon member beaver fam if yeah. <laughs> so you'll Honorary. be in good, you'll be in good company you'll be in good company <laughs> I'm so fucking excited to be in Corvallis with you two in like a few days. Me too. Same. I'm going to eat local boys. I'm going to shoot like a 78 on the front nine of Tristing Tree. (laughs) I'm going to go to, we're going to sky high with the Cinecolas. It's going to be a dope fucking weekend. I just can't fucking wait. I'm very excited. Save local boys for me when I'm down there. All right, we'll go. Let, we'll go like three more times in, in yeah. twelve hours. Yeah, I was gonna many. figure that wouldn't be. <laughs> but, but local boys is closed Sunday, so we'd have to go Saturday. Oh yeah. shit! Benny's gonna steal the sauce like a fucking thirty-six-year-old freshman. No, no, no! He bought the sauce. He's grown then, up, man. Yeah, Benny's gonna then, buy and the sauce it. and then he's gonna steal more. <laughs> no, Benny bought the sauce last time. You'll be like, "Hey, I bought the sauce last time, so can I just take this this time?" <laughs> He, but as a, as a true Benny move, he left it at my house. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. 
It's still in the fridge, but yeah, we we've you know spurted it yeah. around every once in a while. Yeah, you how can put you not? You, you can put that shit on everything. Uh, everything. Yeah, popcorn. Earth, earth thing. Anything. <laughs> I love how popcorn was the first thing that came to me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock it till you try it, dude. I feel like it would make it soggy. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta eat it quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I'll try and I'll probably try and have some uh, popcorn at Marathon too before I leave Portland on uh, on mm. Monday. Always good. Yeah, you have a Monday. What time is your flight on Monday? I mean, Marathon does open at like six a.m. So my, my flight on Monday is until like two p.m. I'm working Perfect. remotely on Monday, so I'll oh, be nice. uh, I'll be getting some good Corvallis time and some good Portland time. I'm very excited. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I'm kind of bummed about is that we didn't really plan our stay around the gym meet on Sunday because I really do want to go to a gym meet. Well, speaking of gym. I believe, I believe that you can c- correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's Oregon State gymnast. Um, I believe uh, Jade K- Carey is is that is you may Jade be Carey. mispronouncing that. You have a you have a history of mispronouncing gymnast's last name. So <laughs> I do, do I, and I try so. Uh, Jade Carey. Um, <laughs> I think that's um, it. I think that's it. In in gym, I I think scores typically go up to to ten, right? So if you get like yeah, I think nine, right. nine, if you're like nine point nine point eight nine point nine something, it's like usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. it's hard but to go higher than that. The the thing about getting nine point eight or nine point nine, you're not getting a perfect ten. Which is what Jade Carey got for Oregon State on Saturday against yeah. Arizona State, baby. On the uneven bars, perfect score. Perfect score. The video's on Twitter. The video's literally, it's her doing a bunch of shit on the edge of impossible. I haven't seen anything like it No, in my it's- life. Is is a perfect score? Do you think that's the most rare thing to happen, scoring wise in in sports? Like it has to be, right? Or like anything? Because it's up there. I would say it's up there with like I don't know, like a I perfect would say game. No, yeah, perfect game probably because a no hitter is becoming much more commonplace. But like it's right. we, we even had a no hitter pool for the entire 2011 season. It wasn't even. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'd say it's you know a perfect ten. It's not. It's like not quite as rare as a Viking Super Bowl victory, <laughs> but it's a little bit less rare than like a chicago cubs world series victory <laughs> so um, <laughs> it yeah it's i think like it's pretty it's pretty crazy like just watching those videos that our our homie amy Nicole has been putting on the osu gym twitter and uh just what jade and everyone on the team is doing like like gill is packed yeah gill is packed for these meets as, so it, cool. as it should be for sure. And the way like to I, so I watched this I, I watched the uneven bars routine like four times today just to try and comprehend like the human movement and just the way she's like I don't just messing with gravity. Yeah. It's, like it's a glitch. It, it's not yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair for sure. 
I, it, it's it's unreal. But then, like I said before, she lands those. They all can like stick these landings. Like like I said, like that, like they took a step off a curb. It's like that yeah. simple for them. I saw somebody refer to Jade as like stick. Like she has sticky feet, and it is very true. It was like once they're down, they don't they don't go anywhere. Right, they're just poof, straight down. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's, and that's so like, crazy. I can't even do that jumping off of like a coffee table. I would still stumble one way or another. Probably. Right. She does like eight thousand spins and flips in like the air, and just yeah, like Terry said, defies gravity to the point where she's like suspended in the air. Like your your mind starts to wonder, like, am, is something wrong? Like, am I looking at this weirdly? Because how is she still like floating <laughs> in the air? Or like how terrifying do you think that was to do like what she's doing you had to do that for the she had to do that for the first time at some point like that would be so scary yeah i mean they definitely have to build up to this of course and like and when it comes to jade and her 10 she was knocking on the door for a long time right. already this year right like, it was just like it was inevitable uh but that was her first one so congratulations to jade uh congrats to the team on the victory as well bouncing back after the l uh at cal last week but uh, yeah, they came out and just crushed it from the get go. From starting uh, their their turn on the vault and onward, it was uh, yeah, they crushed it on show. the vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like and, I think also a vault record, uh, or it was their high for the season or something. So they came out. Swinging. There's too many records. Y- y'all need to stop setting records. We can't keep up with this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're trying to a- be be good, attentive. But still, like, new gymnastics fans. And there's just too many records and too many numbers and things things to keep up with. So just DM us all the things we're supposed to say. Because um, we're, we're honestly, our jaws are just dropped as we're, like, watching this shit. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we can't keep, come up with anything else. Um, but Do you yeah. know when the, uh, when the national championships is for gymnastics? Mm, probably, like, April or something. Late, yeah, so March, late March, early early April. I think everything on the uh, schedule is through like the Pac-12 championships uh, in it. March. But yeah. we'll be we'll be we'll be watching. Yeah, and we'll probably definitely be there. This team is def- definitely on the rise still. Thirteen as we're recording, they're gonna climb higher again. So as our uh, social media intern said, if you're not watching Beaver Gym. You're missing out. Treat yourself. Don't yeah. don't feel any sort of regrets later when uh, you're like, oh wow, I should have paid attention because that was something special. We have to go to a meet, JP. Yeah, I know it might be hard for you, Terry, but we have to go check one out in person. Yeah, because I feel I like mean. it's even crazier in person. Yeah, and just wait as the right. season progresses and like news keeps spreading through campus, especially that this team's onto something pretty big. You're gonna see more and more uh, <laughs> bodies in in the crowd. So. Yeah, down. might not Let's be so easy to get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amy, <laughs> help! <laughs> I don't. I don't think you'll be able to. You know, you gotta, we're on the we're on the band list. Yeah, we got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys aren't allowed in Gill. <laughs> no, we 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 caused way way too much trouble <laughs> in 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 our undergrad days. Yeah. Hey, well, let's um, cheers. To cheers. Cheers to Oregon State uh, gymnastics, uh, to uh, you know Jade Carey and to uh, Lauren Lech and to uh, Maddie Degan. Degan, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go. keep 
<laughs> Nico Gonzalez, Caleb Bird, <laughs> um, and uh, just you know, just the whole the whole team, and Amy Sinicola, our 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 friend and homie. Um, we're uh, we're we're really enjoying following following the team and giving us uh, something to root for um, in in this gap of uh, of basketball happiness that we find ourselves in. <laughs> um, so we haven't really talked about beverages, but I don't think Benny's drinking one. Um, but I know Be- JP is. What what uh what mediocre to decent double IPA are you drinking tonight, JP? It's uh, it's called Wood Chopper. It's from Little Beast okay. Brewing here in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, and it's a wheat beer. It's not a double IPA. Fooled oh, you, shit. bro. Fooled you. You are crazy. Nice lemon yeah. wedge in it. You are crazy. No, I should have put like a nice little citrus wedge because it's actually a classic Belgian style wit beer with coriander, uh, orange peel, and a twist of lime peel. So it could have used oh, some citrus, but it's really good. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I am drinking a Dakota Soul from Summit Brewing Company, which is just a uh, regular lager with North Dakota barley. Well, it must be special barley. Yeah, it's pretty pretty special. The Scott. only thing going on in North Dakota. Bison, ba- basically, yeah. Barley North, growing. North Dakota's... <laughs> Doesn't have a have a lot going for it, but um, I th- I think they made some contributions uh, to to the to this this here can of suds, and I'm appreciative of that. Um, Benny, uh, are you about to light a fucking blunt <laughs> with no. a with a with a candle lighter from 10, <laughs> 10 feet away or some shit like no i had a uh normally so i i get these edibles they're called smokies they're really good i know i know their potency i know how they hit and i got new ones they came out with these new ones they're smaller they're called smoky minis i think not little smokies Maybe the, I, there's Little something to do with them being smaller yeah. than regular Smokies. Um, and I feel like this one's stronger. I'm not going to lie. It might be the strongest one I've had on, oh, man. on air so far. This is just progressing more and more. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> we may <laughs> see Benny just have a panic attack Jesus, and like run Jesus off screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so um, I would so not gotta recommend go. these. Yeah. So I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going now. I'm not coming back. This is my last appearance on the Belligerent Peace podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye, uh, Benny. And that's it. That's it. That's, that's, and that's, that's my commentary. <laughs> JP, please play five seconds of the That's All Folks music from the Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> good, good stuff. All right. Well, that's uh, that's what we're uh, enjoying as vices uh, tonight. Um, this weekend, I know JP and I have plans on playing uh, the good old uh, Tristan Tree Golf Course. 
uh, with your with your five year old throwing some uh, some balls into the water hazards there. But I also know that uh, some uh, some shit's happening with uh, the official, the much better and much more talented Oregon State golf team. So uh, JP, please uh, enlighten us. Yeah, they were uh, out in Hawaii for a tournament this uh, weekend, and not the greatest showing, but honestly, who cares? You get to play golf in Hawaii. Exactly. Showing in Hawaii is better than literally anything else anywhere else. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So they played in the uh, Amiri Intercollegiate uh, Challenge or whatever it was through the weekend, and they finished 16th of 19 teams i think they kind of yeah i think they kind of fell through the weekend as it went on but uh of course was the hapuna golf course and you know standard par 72 but uh hey can't complain golf courses in hawaii are hard as hell yeah they definitely are it's an easy one out there you know if you go go look at our friend marvin's uh marvin beaverman's twitter account he did have a nice little breakdown about the course um and where it's located on the island and etc so if you want to know more marvin's got you he definitely uh shout out marvin much mahalo arigato my friend yeah and i have i have to say like if you like these guys have been cooped up just like the rest of us for two years probably not been on a single vacation you're you get to go to hawaii like you're soaking all of that up yeah so you can't blame them for for finishing where they did go on like check out just check out the uh the beaver golf twitter account and look at some of the videos and and pictures and i mean they got to play golf in paradise like yeah that's distracting that's so dope that's so dope yeah i mean i'm terrible at golf twisting trees they're like especially the front nine is the most like wide open course of all time if you if you hit one on highway 34 you're really bad but also maybe pretty good (laughs) that net's pretty tall but uh we're we're gonna hit several on the highway thirty four dog. Maybe, Next yeah, weekend. yeah. I think it's like, I think that's the fifth hole. That's the lo- that goes like parallel with highway thirty four. But either way, um, you know, it's there's not a whole lot of distractions or a whole lot of challenges when you're playing on on the front nine at Tristing and just just the sight lines of that of that course, uh, the Hapuna Golf Course makes me be like, I would be terrible. I'd just be like jaw dropped in every tee box like. I don't want to leave this. I'm just going to stand here for a while. <laughs> it's also like the first tournament of like the year for them too. So. Oh yeah. Doesn't mean anything. So like who really gives a shit? Sorry, Benny. I interrupted you. Oh, I was going to say, I, I really need to get myself into golfing. Cause I have uh, the, the Chambers Bay golf course, like two miles South of, of where I'm at. And that place is, um, it, it's supposed to be pretty amazing. So. Dude, the best thing about golf is you can be terrible at it and it's still fun. Right. from me because I have fun playing golf and I'm terrible at it. Right. I don't – but I haven't played since I was, like, in grade school. So I think if I went with you guys, I would be holding you up to say the very least. Dude, I mean, all you do is you swing a club and you hit a ball. Yeah, that you can still be slow at that, though. Yes. Yeah. Our tee time's at 11 a.m. and the, the – game is tip off at like 8 p.m are we gonna make it (laughs) not 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 if benny's playing with us (laughs) i'm talking like how many how many bud lights are we gonna sneak in our bags 11 for the 11 years that that leave one in there (laughs) we all you we have to leave one in there so that it tastes like a salty pear 
and then we can talk <laughs> about how pears aren't as good as apples again. It's true. This all comes full circle. Yeah. We have this a content the... calendar, people. This is exactly. all purposeful. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And this has nothing to do with that. This episode is the least we've talked about anything in in any episode of Bullet Train. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, JP, <laughs> um, I'm gonna kick it to you uh, because the wrestling team just had a a couple couple big uh, couple big W's as well. Yeah. They uh, well on Friday night. The fourth, it was senior night, so that was their the final their final matches in legendary Gill Coliseum. Props to you. Cheers to all the seniors. Yeah, I have them here. So we got Gary Traub. We got the Willits twins, both Hunter and Grant. Hell yeah. Devin Turner and Corey Crooks. Uh, they all helped the team take down Cal Poly twenty one to ten. Hell yeah. yeah. And I Good think Cal job. Poly's technically like a Pac-12 team in wrestling. Remember, it's like kind of weird how like even soccer used to be that way, where like some schools didn't have programs. I think I think soccer. I think San Diego State's a Pac-12 school in soccer. Yep. Yep. So University of Oregon doesn't have one until like you know next year when they've (laughs) fully absorbed us being a national power in soccer, and then Oregon will have one, and then they'll probably be like, all right, tough luck, San Diego State. Blah. Um, anyway, let's get back to the Oregon State wrestling team. Yeah, but like <laughs> the kids I, who actually deserve the credit right now. <laughs> I don't know how the scoring works in wrestling. How did we get twenty-one points? I don't know, but the fact we held them to ten it makes me proud. So yeah. it was from way twelve people's go. elbows. <laughs> you get a point for your people's elbow. No, and like wrestling five Stone Cold Stunners. <laughs> no. It's not that kind of wrestling, Benny. But honestly, like wrestling is the same in the same vein as um, as gymnastics for me, where I feel like I should just pay more attention to it because it'd be really, really fun to watch if I knew what was happening. And you really don't know what's happening until you start watching. So uh, tune in. I think there's only a few more matches left. Oregon State's back in action February 19th, so they have uh, like a, a two weeks off, pretty much. Um, they'll be visiting CSU Bakersfield, and that that match begins at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific. Nice. So tune nice. in. I think I think it's only streaming though on like Roadrunner, which I've never heard of. But uh, <laughs> if you have Roadrunner, Terry, I'm sure Fubo TV has Roadrunner. Probably. Uh, so get Fubo TV. <laughs> Fubo TV, Roadrunner, Colorcast, Pokemon Blue. We're figuring it out. Like no matter. <laughs> It is. We'll we'll find a way to broadcast it. Yeah, I I I agree with you though, JP. That I feel like gymnastics and wrestling would be the two most physically challenging sports. Yeah, that Oregon State has a team for. Yeah, and so you watch these the athletes perform, and if you actually understood what their goal was or how they're scored, right? It, it, it's super entertaining. I mean, like you can watch gymnastics though and be like, "Damn, that was cool." I don't know how they did that. And that looked like perfectly done. Like they didn't stumble or trip up, like anything that normal people would do, right? So you can tell like that was really well done. And as you watch a couple people do, you know, different events, you can start to see which ones are maybe a little bit better than others, or vice versa. And like wrestling is the same way. Like if somebody's just like tossing somebody off the mat, like clearly they're they are better than them, right? Or like at least like potentially stronger and more likely to win, or whatever, or more strategic, whatever it might be. So. 
I just don't understand how it works as a team sport, you know, and like that's in gymnastics is kind of coming growing on me now, but wrestling, I have no clue. I have, I have no, no idea. And I, but I would love to know. So if anyone out there can educate us, yeah, shoot us a, a mention on Twitter or something. Cause I would love to know where I'm supposed to look. <laughs> the homie Richard, uh, Richard Elvis might be, he was on, he was on the wrestling team when we were at OSU together. So Richard, if you're listening, Hit us yeah. up. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Uh, congrats, Oregon State Wrestling. Congrats, Oregon State Golf. Congrats, Oregon State Gymnastics. Yay. All the things to celebrate. Do we do, do we have to talk about basketball, you guys? Is this our new segment? Is just, do we have to talk about <laughs> Time for our weekly, do we have to talk about basketball segment? Well, it's not even just like yeah, we're sad about, and it's not even anything against like the players on the men's basketball team. It's just like the way the season has gone. But also, fuck like the the women's basketball team should be so much better. And we just found out that Taylor Jones is lost for the season. So it's like, even though they they came up with a tough loss, you know, against the uh, the Arizona schools and shit, the ASU game the terrible, ASU. terrible, I, I mean... but still. There's like, nothing like their their season's like at least respectable. They're, yeah, they're, but, they're but I wanted season. them to go four and one over the next five, and now they're zero oh and two. So my prediction's already wrong. <laughs> they're like going to be on the bubble for the NCAA Maybe. tournament, which is not what we're. No, no, for. this is definitely like a a learning year. There's just like. And the it's, NFC lost the fucking Pro Bowl. God damn it. I know. I actually watched that. I can't believe I, I watched, watched the Pro Bowl. It was so embarrassing. It was like yeah, touch football, but the guys with helmets and pads on. I think it was like, it what's is, happening? Right, what it has to be happen? the least, the, the all-star game out of all pro sports where they tried the least. Yeah. And that's saying a lot, given that the NBA's in that conversation, too. Yeah. Though I love, did you see that Kittle showed up wearing like a giant Jimmy G mask on his face? Like no, a printout? That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. It's not but, gonna age well, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it won't be it won't be well in like three weeks when they they've traded Jimmy to God knows where. Yeah. I, I love you, Jimmy, Minnesota, but you're, probably you're yeah, probably Minnesota. Uh but the end of that ASU game, did you guys see it live? No. I, I did not. So but I watch it later. Yeah, it was like very clear. Ellie Mack was stuck under the hoop. Nowhere to go. The clock's going down. I looked over and be like, are we going to call timeout? And you could see Ruick just yelling right next to the ref on the sideline. Ellie Mack passes it away. We fumble it up. It turns it to return it over. And it's essentially, you know, over. And Ruick is steamed. And let's remember, we'll talk about this in a second. He just had signed his, like, seven-year extension or whatever, the, uh, many years he got on top of his current deal. Uh, so... This is his first game coaching after he's pretty much locked in now till the 30-31 season. And uh, he goes ballistic on the refs. Um, I don't know if he actually knew that he was got double teed because he's, like, in the huddle, like, at the clipboard. The ref had to come over to him and, like, say something. He, would like, kind of shook his head, like, no. And they kept talking to the team. And then and then they were like, no, you got to go. You got two technicals. You're out. And he was like, oh, okay. And he just, like, walked off the court like, wow, this sucks. But then I'm thinking, oh my god, like technicals. Of course, they're gonna shoot and get ball. Okay, what's the score? How much? How much time's left in the clock? <laughs> then they just kept shooting free throws, like 
so many free throws. I have never seen that happen ever because I didn't realize the play stopped because not because of the technicals. The play stopped because we had committed like a foul, like to stop the clock. So right. two technicals and a foul where we were in bonus or whatever, like double so it bonus. Six consecutive free throws. Six consecutive free throws and Jesus. the ball with like 19 seconds left. It went and it was like on oh, the box score looks like we got blown out, but. It was honestly a two-point game at that point when this all went down. And I was so confused. I was so confused, and I've never seen anything like that ever. And I posed the question, like, what? I wonder what the most free throws a team has ever shot in a row, like in one possession is. That has to be up there, unless it was like a three-point shot they were fouled on with technicals and something else. But That'd be six, the only one that would, yeah. Yeah, seven. so six, six free throws in a row. Um was amazing. I'd never seen that before. It was weird. Not a good week for basketball officials this last week no. at all. Well, I don't know. I can't remember the last good week for basketball officials. Exceptionally bad week for basketball officials this <laughs> last week. It was terrible. That along with uh, what was the one? What was the NBA one? It was the, the Hornets, Hornets Cavs, where they gave the Hornets yeah. a free three pointer oh, that they free. missed <laughs> that they did yeah. not make. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bad not week. a good look. Not a good look. Basketball refs, get your shit together. Yeah. How, and how is so? Going back to the women's game, how, how yeah. bad or how, I'm sorry, how good is Arizona State? I mean, the Arizona State was decent. They looked okay all game. Uh, uh-huh. We've we've been played by turnovers, and that's actually what did us in today even more so. Were the turnovers the first half turnovers? I think we had like sixteen or something nuts against Arizona, who's like number eight in the country. Right. So ASU, I think we should have won that game. I think that that like final sequence was the final nail in the coffin, of course. But the the kind of sloppy play up until that point didn't help. I I think we were the better team that could have pulled that out if that final sequence had gone to tie the game. Like if if we would have put up a good shot and got that, we would have won. Whether it was somehow before the end of regulation or in overtime, I think we still could have pulled that one through because we're just a better team, um, even on the road. Arizona's a better team, no right. doubt about that. And yeah, we really hung good. with them. We hung with them, and like every time they'd stretch a lead, we'd claw right back today. And but the turnovers just were killer. Again, though, a good team forces lesser teams to turn the ball over. So it's not really like we shot ourselves in the foot as much as it is like indicative that Arizona's a good squad. Right. But it's still heartbreaking to to lose both those games on that trip. I mean, I kind of figured Arizona, but yeah. There's something about that trip, and, and maybe it's the fact that I, I follow, you know, obviously primarily the, um, the, the men's basketball uh, team up until this point. Uh, <laughs> but up until – like this the point? 317 season <laughs> this, this and, us cover, and us and us covering them i followed them up until the samford game other than that. but but the, <laughs> the arizona road trip is always tough and it always has been arizona being a, a good uh, program both men's and women's doesn't help but i feel like that road trip just particularly is really difficult so hopefully yeah. that's not indicative of what's to come for the next three games we got to win these next three games. As Terry mentioned, yeah, we're on the right. bubble already. And right. I just don't – I don't see a route into the tournament unless we route the rest of conference play. 
They play Stanford. It's two games against Stanford and two games against Oregon, and both of those teams are ranked. Yeah, in the top twenty-five right now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the only way we're in is we get we come out with three and one. You got to go at least three and one. Yeah, and that's a lot. So good thing we're gonna be in the house on Friday for this must-win. <laughs> <laughs> Getting loud. And we'll go celebrate with Scott for his uh, – well, Scott Ruick, because all Scots are cool. All Scots are cool. Yeah. But Scott's beaver dam is the coolest. Yeah. But we'll celebrate with uh, Scott Ruick as well for his extension. Well-deserved. Congrats, yeah. Coach. Yeah. Very much so. Congrats yeah. to all Scots out there. Um, <laughs> what I love about with Coach Ruick is this, is like the, the guy is a very similar vein to Jonathan Smith. He's a beaver. He's home. He wants this program to succeed for the fans and for the players more than himself because it doesn't matter how big this program gets. That's like to him because it's not it's not him to leverage that success into something else. And rewarding him for not even like we're not even like buying loyalty with at this point. This is like purely a reward for the success he's brought thus far and where we see the program going in the future. And I think. Good on him. I love it. I love seeing Beavs be successful with the Beavs. Shout out to Scott Rook. Way to go, Coach. Shout out Hell to yeah. Scott Rook. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I think we should save all of our men's basketball talkers for our live show on Wednesday night. What do you guys think? Yeah. Because we're are, are we supposed to do play-by-play of uh, this inevitably boring as shit Oregon State versus Cal basketball game. I, I just want to pose the frame of mind of do the do these players not like each other? Is that the problem? I, I don't I don't think Dude. that's the problem. I don't think that's the uh, problem. The, I don't know what what another explanation is because there's definitely division in the locker room. I, no no and I, I I've seen it on the court. I mean like I don't know if you guys was were watching yesterday but like there were times where players returning players were clapping back hard on some of the newcomers. Dude, I, I get we lost Ethan Thompson. Ethan Thompson's a great player. He was a great college player. He wasn't this good. Like, he no, was not no, good enough not. to be on a team. He was not good enough to be on a team that goes to the Elite Eight, and then if he's not on that team, no. they're 3-17. and 17. There's something he's else not. going on. There's yeah. nothing. There's the f- gap between being a team that makes the Elite Eight and being a team that's 3-17 and 17 and playing like this the reason is something bigger than players not liking each other. Players not liking each other does not explain this. Well, you, there's like, also... That can, you, that can be part of... I'm not saying they like each other. Right. I'm not saying I know that for sure. That is not an excuse for this season. I, I agree. I, I think this is one of the biggest mysteries in Oregon State sports because I think that a lot of these guys, I, I don't know who's not talented on this team. I think they're all talented. And I am i wasn't expecting the Elite Eight this year. I wasn't. I was expecting I was, the Final Four. I was expecting the Final Four. I was expecting the Final Four. <laughs> yeah. I, I was not expecting the Final Four. Uh, I wasn't even necessarily expecting the tournament because I was. I, I've, I know you were, Benny. Um, <laughs> I, I've been burned enough times to know that I shouldn't have been. I was not expecting that. I it it's not it it's some combination of all of the worst possible things all occurring, 
And I think last year we probably got lucky. We stayed healthy for the entire year and got really hot at the right time. Got hot at the right yeah. time. Not to say we didn't deserve making the Elite Eight. I, I hate it when people try and say, like, teams that made it far don't deserve it. Like, people do that every fucking year, but it's college basketball. It's that that's why we love it. It's because every team really has a chance. I think this this goes beyond just being like, like I, there's clearly I'm not saying that there is chemistry on the court. There's not, but some there's, there's some there's something not. there's something bigger. Like it's not just like oh the guys don't like each other. Like last year's team was all best friends and now they're not and they're not playing well because they aren't friends and they don't like each other. Like it's it's bigger than that. It it has to be, and it's something that I don't even think we'll ever know. On, well, yeah, I don't think we'll ever like fully know or understand unless we get Tinkle or someone to show up and speak completely off the record and fully transparently. And if one, you want that, tune into the Peyton years. That's <laughs> right. One one thing that I was thinking of, uh, and, and again, this is a pure speculation on my part, is up until this year there has been one of the coach's sons on the team and i know we sort of talked about this last year we did but but, but, hold on hold on i have a different angle i have a different angle is that it's those players became like uh the leader on the team de facto right they're the de facto leader because no one wants to step on the coach's son's toes especially when i mean all three of those players were so good right and so they become the de facto leader and now the the there's there's no one to take that role like and there was no one really groomed to take that role because it was always like uh ethan uh trey and stevie and like that was passed down and and there just was no one to pass that down to so again like is that an excuse no but i think it would explain something because like like you guys said there's something bigger that's going on here and it's not just at face value of, of what we're seeing we said this with like the beginning of the season it just looked like there was no leader on the on the team on the courts in yeah. the in the locker room it still looks that way but it's it's uh splintering i feel like when you watch the attitude on the court there's no cohesion yeah and it's it's no one like i last week i said i feel bad for the team because some something breaks down on defense for example and like everybody just looks deflated they don't point fingers like they're almost too deflated to even point fingers they're just like head down like damn it here we go again but it's it's coming out now like watch the game watch what happens after a bucket when the camera starts panning away watch the players look at each other snap at each other point at each other it's getting rough on the court uh, i feel like something is about to go down just just keep an eye on it I, why I, the fuck turn for the worst. is this this is always happening yeah like that's what i was saying when we made the tournament because every everyone's looking for someone to blame and i don't think any of us are saying it's as simple as that but we made the tournament the 2015-16 season and then the following season was from a wins and losses standpoint uh outside not conference but total was worse than the Owen 18 season that the three of us sat through as as students and yes you lost the gp2 uh you lost a, a couple of a couple of transfers but 
there is also, you know, Drew Eubanks was still on that team who um, is currently in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And left early. But uh... <sighs> but now it's like you went, you had a 5-26 and 26 season after that. And then this last year, I truly, even when uh, they announced Tinkle's extension, and we talked about it on the show for 2026 through the 26-27 season, we're like, that's a lot. But he earned yep. it. And I'm not saying firing Wayne is the thing here, but like, why yeah. the f- fuck is this happening? Well, I th- it's a lot of things. I think it's a perfect storm, and we alluded to this last week too. But I think it's even more than just what I had said before. This is lack of preparation for the next phase of the team and his coaching. But- Hold on, no, I'm talking about him finding somebody, saying, taking him under his arm, and be like, "You're the guy. You're the next guy." You're right in line. When Ethan's gone, I'm relying on you. Bringing a freshman in like that and grooming him the entire time needed to happen four years ago, and it clearly did not. Or even if he tried to, it didn't work, and he probably should have started looking at other players to try to say, you are my guy. So there's no leadership that was developed by the coaching staff because, like Benny said, they had de facto leaders. They didn't need to do anything. They had their sons on the team. Then, then... Tinkle's not a good recruiter. Like when it comes to like at least on a talent evaluation, he's not proven to be a good talent evaluator. And every time he brings in somebody, even if they're highly rated, Jack Wilson is an example that comes to mind—a four-star guy, seven-foot center from my high school—and that didn't work out. Like four weeks into the season, he transferred out, and he's gone nowhere. So clearly, that guy wasn't as talented as his star rating had said he was. But we still tried to bring him in and, you know, make it work. And we, we couldn't even do that either. And I think. Or, or, or what about what about the one player that he did evaluate talent for really well? Ja'Cory McLaughlin, who yeah. leaves the program after a year. Exactly. Ja'Cory McLaughlin right. was a good, a good one as well. Derek Bruce as well. I mean, hold on. Hold on. My point is, is the recruitment and the like, to, uh, retaining talent has been proven to be very difficult for Wayne. This is a different world now there are transfers left and right every single year he has to learn how to evaluate talent and bring them in on a whim on very limited tape without having to say much other than yeah we got a spot for you we'll give you a scholarship come join us because that's all some of these guys need when they're already looking for an out from another program you don't have a lot of time to make a decision they don't care who they get to offer from they're just trying to go somewhere else so he needs to be able to figure out on the fly, is this the right fit for my program, my scheme? Am I going to be able to mold this guy into somebody that's going to buy into my culture? And I don't think he's able to do that yet. And this is this is exposing it this year because of the eight transfers. But it also is up to the guys in the court to be somebody to say, get your shit together, get in line. This is how we do it here. And there's no one doing that. And again, that goes back to the coaching staff not grooming a leader to take over after their sons were gone. Right. All of those things are fair points. All of those things don't describe how horrible this season has gone. Yes, it does but because it started I, bad. No, it and it does snowballed. not. It started bad. It has snowballed. It's a, when when you yeah. lose, one of the it gets worst worse. college basketball seasons in the history of college basketball. I agree, duh, dude. But like, it's just half of the team is brand new, and the people who are coming back weren't yeah, leaders but... on any of the other teams prior. And no matter how many years they're on the team. And honestly, some of these guys have also regressed. I'm not trying to pin it on like the players because I don't know the entire I'm situation. I'm not trying to pin it on the players either, but that's not a 
like their new whatever. Like Dexter Akano is a Marquette transfer. Trey Williams is a Minnesota transfer. Yeah. Like you're 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 steered. Deshaun Davis was we weren't the only program looking at him. Like this isn't just like we're trying to throw out. Like this isn't a fucking J John team. I know, but that's why I'm saying it. They need they need cohesion. They need coaching. They need buy in, and none of that's happened. And I don't know if it's because it started so late in the year, and that we had all these transfers coming in, like trickling in through the door as the season was about to like kick off, or if it's just a coaching thing. I don't know, and I'm not saying coaching X's and O's. I think that Tinkle is actually a coach with the right talent around him. He is a coach that can outsmart a lot of coaches, outcoach a lot For of sure. people. He proved that last March. Yep. When it comes to getting guys to buy in, when it, when it comes to evaluating the right fit and the right people to be on the team, I don't know if he could do that yet. I'm not saying he won't ever be able to, but it's a changed world now, and he better figure it out quickly or else he's going to be in a really bad place next year if this continues this trend. And, and I would just add to that. So there's two ways of looking at last year. And I know like it obviously in, in March, we were looking at it from the optimistic point of view, which is the team gelled together at the right time. But like, if you look at good teams, they're gelling together before the season starts, or at least gelling together before conference play. And so that even you could look at it from, you know, the other side of the table of why that's great that they gel together when they did, but like, why did this not happen back in November or December? Um, I think that Wayne does struggle to get buy-in from his program. And I think that a lack of buy-in and a uh, uh, sort of bad atmosphere around uh, the program, no cohesion. I mean, college basketball is all about a team gelling together and, and playing together as one, as opposed to individuals. Um, so if Wayne can't get that, I like it's a huge dramatic decrease from last year, but I could see how that could happen even with talented players. If they're not playing together as a unit, then then when you lose from the beginning and you're like, what the hell? I came here to do this, be on an elite eight team and we're not winning. This sucks. I don't like my role. I don't like my minutes. I don't like they're asking for me to do on defense, offense, whatever. Mm-hmm. It can go sour really, really fast when you have eight new players plus a bunch of returning players that are asked to be taking a leadership role or like an elevator role within the program. And they maybe weren't ready to make that jump. So I think it's a perfect storm. I don't blame Wayne. I don't blame the players. I do think that looking in the next, this year sucks. Absolutely sucks. It's totally inexcusable to be this bad. Like just suck it up and play some basketball for the love of God. I mean, like coach some basketball, play some basketball, get some wins. Just do it for even if you're yeah, here for yourself. But for them to not have gotten that message that you just said halfway through the year makes me think that this is going to be another three to four, five years before the tournament no, again. Because maybe they are getting that message and they're not hearing it. I'm not saying it's anyone's missing, dropping the ball, missing the point. It's. No, that, I, I'm saying that people are missing that message and dropping the ball. Sure. So yeah, like and then play, that, play fucking ball. Yeah. You're better than most of the teams you're playing against. Yes. And you're getting blown out and you're three and seventeen. Yeah. 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 And this is what I wanted us to be broadcasting live on Wednesday. But we're I, I we'll do it again for sure. But still, like not that we These know guys are the good. Answer. They're talented. They're, They're really good. good. Yeah, they are good. We've they seen need a buy in. good. They need to buy in. They just need to buy in and be a team. That's what's the biggest because we watch guys who weren't good. 
when we were in college. Yeah. We watched a whole team of guys who weren't fucking good. No offense to people who are on that 0-18 Pac-10 play thing. Sasha Chewich, you weren't fucking good. Fuck off. Worry <laughs> Falatiche, you are good at basketball. Jared Lucas, you are good at basketball. All of you are really fucking good at basketball. Yeah. We've seen you be really fucking good at basketball. We've seen you dominate the number one pick in the NBA draft and give him fits up and down the court. It wasn't yep. a goddamn fluke. Ethan was just put on the fucking free throw line that entire game. It wasn't like somehow Ethan Thompson was Allen Iverson and now he's gone and no one's doing anything anymore. Ethan was a very, very good player, a very good college player, and a very good leader. Yeah. We didn't lose a Hall of Famer. Well, There's, maybe a Bebe's Hall of Famer. We yeah. lost a Bebe's Hall of That's Famer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, a, a, a dime a dozen <laughs> based on how much praise we extend. Can I, can I roll this back? Can I roll this back? Because I know we're, we're going down a dark path. Yeah, we and are. I think and that to... this this is honestly a microcosm of the season, where the players just had that uh, is, you know some heavy L's the way on them, and it kept it kept compounding, uh, and things started taking a more and more negative spin. But listen to us, we love you guys. We want you to succeed. We will celebrate every goddamn victory. That comes our way the rest of the year, whether it's two or twelve, we will be there for them all. So, just starting please, Wednesday, yeah, just please play for us, play for us, play for us. That's all we want. Give me a win for my goddamn birthday. That's what they I all, want. They haven't seen JP Bertram in the stands either. That no, is, that's that's going to be quite the home field advantage. So we're yeah, gonna win. On, we're gonna win on Wednesday, and then we're gonna win when we're in the stands on Saturday, and. I don't know what's going to happen after that. Probably nothing, but the next two games. It wasn't that long ago we had a winning streak, guys. Of one? Or it was less than a year ago. Oh, yeah, last year. Wait, wait, no, no, no. On episode 30, we said men's hoops is on a winning streak. That was like right after the end of 2021. Uh, I meant like a real winning streak. (laughs) Two wins in a row is a streak of wins. Okay. So. It's time. We're due for another winning streak. We're due for another win. I'm just desperate. I watched all these games, man. That and that Utah game was just like hurt the soul, man. It was how does how does that happen? How do you? I I blinked and we were down (laughs) twenty. Yeah. I don't know. So let's get some wins. Let's get some wins. We'll get some wins for Terry's birthday, and when we're in the house. Yep. And don't forget, on Wednesday, my birthday, live on ColorCast, download the ColorCast app if you haven't yet. And I'm not totally sure how it works, but there'll be a link. There'll be a link. It's like a Twitter Spaces, and we'll be we'll be hanging out for the entire second half live on ColorCast. And if you can't make it, our audio will be available on the Patreon page for patrons only. Like your dad. Like my dad. Like Andy Horseman, the <laughs> supportive father that he is. No, seriously, we'll we are more than um, 
honored to have you join our uh, Patreon page and for you supporting the show and to create more uh, bonus content for you. Uh, and hopefully it comes at a time when the men's basketball team turns their season around. The women's basketball team gets back on track. We got the baseball and softball seasons starting pretty soon. We got a baseball uh, preview episode next week. Baseball oh, yeah. preview Get episode hard hat next on. week. Get your <laughs> fucking hard hat on. JP, please play five seconds of any O State Ballers video. I don't care which one. This, um, is, this is like the sixth time I've played O State Ballers. No, last last <laughs> last week I specifically asked for volume two. I want vo- I'll go volume one. This one. So please play five seconds the of volume. Original. The original. Done. I don't know who. Wait, if if Mitch Cannon was on this show, would he be? Is Mitch Cannon a better rapper than anyone on this show? No, no. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say no. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to have a freestyle battle with him at some That'd point. That'll be that's Patreon content. So in join, the MU quad. Yeah, in the MU quad. No, I I only freestyle against the uh, Oregon State athletes at Lake Shasta. That's the old, that's that's the only time that that happens. <laughs> <laughs> on a boat in Lake Shasta, then it is. Jeez. All right, Mitch. See you on the lake. <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out, Keaton Christick. Uh, he knows. Good nighter. Uh, <laughs> great nighter. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Belligerent Beeves. Again, if you are in Corvallis this upcoming weekend, uh, February 11th and 12th, for either the women's basketball game against Oregon or the men's basketball game against Stanford, or you're just in the area and want to hang out, we're going to be around uh enjoying local boys going to mcminimins uh hitting some balls into the water at tristing tree uh etc and uh we want to hang out you know we want we want to meet our listeners and we just want to you know spread spread love around the the beaver fam so if you're in corvallis this weekend hit us up uh dms they're like third base they were made to be slid into so slide into those dms (laughs) let us know if you're going to be around and we're down to hang out um and keep keep the faith with the Oregon State basketball team. We're gonna keep trying to um, for both men's and women's. And we've got a, a exciting exciting baseball and softball seasons ahead. Uh, looking forward to uh, more football coverage. Uh, we're gonna talk uh, about the uh, the new signing day uh, names from this past signing day and the spring game. And looking ahead to this fall and future episodes. So thank you. Uh, for tuning in tonight and to all of our future episodes and for me terry horseman at terry horseman on twitter and my esteemed co-host jp bertram at the trio j on twitter and benjamin lawrence sebastian Wehage, benny with the good hair at benny l 1986 on all your social media channels thank you for tuning in to the 34th episode of the belligerent beast podcast Go Beavs, chop them, and remember, remember, Beaver fam, that you cannot spell chop them without H-O-P-E. That spells hope. Chop them. Chop them. Chop them.